0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to The Eurasian Americans. I am your host, Jerry Wan, and it's so good to be here with you. And I thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Whether you found us very recently or you've been with us for a while, I am so, so, so grateful. Uh, This is a different episode. This is going to be a uh, unique episode. I won't have a guest on today. Um, And I just want to share with you all, Uh, what happened yesterday, and uh, how starting this platform, uh, Dear Asian Americans, and others of mine that um, ultimately all serve to amplify our stories, elevate our voices, and to uh, stay loud um, has resulted in some pretty, pretty cool things in my life. Uh, This week was very, very special for me. It was my birthday on Monday. Um, I... Spent it all day on the plane, uh, traveling here uh, to Washington, D.C., from Los Angeles, because yesterday I got to visit the White House, and it took me a long time. I I still haven't really fully processed it all. Um, I got the invitation last Monday uh, from the White House team, Um, big thanks to Howard O., uh, a former guest here on The Asian Americans on episode 82, um, who knows how much I've put into my work and uh, wanted to recognize me and all of us uh, for the work that we continue to do uh, with an invitation for the official Asian American, Native, Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander Heritage Month celebration in the Rose Garden at the White House with the President, the First Lady, Dr. Joe Biden, uh, Vice President Kamala Harris, um, Second Gentleman, uh, Doug Emhoff, and, and so many, so many more people. Um, with a week's notice, we, we were able to scramble together uh, travel plans to uh, make it to D.C. Um, it's been quite a journey just thinking about uh, what it all took for me to be here um as I, as I sat didn't sit um I'll share with you why I wasn't able to sit um, as I stood in the rose garden yesterday um just thinking how ridiculous it was and how surreal it was uh not only that I was uh standing in the rose garden uh, of the White House um but also because I had been invited specifically for this celebration that celebrated us, and we're celebrating each other uh, for the exact work that I do, which is to elevate and to celebrate Asian American stories, and to be there with so many other uh, community leaders, um, politicians, uh, ultimately friends, um, and knowing that Regardless of the exact work that we individually do, um, we collectively were there not only to be celebrated, but to celebrate each other. And so I just wanted to share some of the thoughts and and thank some of the people who made this happen. Um, It's Thursday, I'm sorry, it's Wednesday morning now at 11 here in DC and um, it's been less than 24 hours, so I I think my memory is still fresh. Um, You can... Check out all the photos uh, that we'll be posting on my Instagram at JerryJ1 Jerry or on my LinkedIn. Uh, for those of you who found me on LinkedIn, uh, thank you so much. Um, I actually had very, very many surreal moments yesterday, and I'll start with this. Um, on Monday, I had posted uh, on LinkedIn um, and other social media channels sort of my thought process of... I wanted to capture some of the thoughts that I had been uh, having, leading up to the White House, and uh, knowing who I represented, who I would be representing in this visit, because it goes far, far beyond just myself. Um, I thought about my grandparents, who were born into a colony, uh, a Japanese colony called Korea back in the 1930s, uh, who, at least my paternal grandfather Uh, fought with Americans to free Korea so that we could be here today. I thought about my parents who, uh, born in the shadows of the war, uh, decided to bring their two kids, my brother and I, to America 30 years ago so that uh, perhaps we could uh, write our own chapter. Uh, My brother, who's been super supportive of me in in so many ways as I began this journey, Um, to my wife, who's been who, without whom none of this exists, um, my two kids who for whom I do all of this for, um, every single guest that we've had on, and we've had over 150 guests here on The Asian Americans, all the people who have worked um, to make the show possible, uh, from editors, uh, Allison Chang, uh, Jay Tran, K.J. uh Patrick Armstrong, uh, to all of the people who have uh, played a role, small or big, um, Marva, Katie, Abita, um, so many of you have touched a role. Uh, Jason for coming out with their amazing logo, uh, Michelle Nam for helping me with so much of the creative stuff behind the scenes. And to every single person who has uh, financially supported this show, whether it was buying merch, uh, our friends, Um, I'll I'll shout them out separately here in a little bit, but our friends um, who uh, have made this show uh, sustainable uh, and have given me the ability to do this unbelievable, literally unbelievable work of being able to call sharing Asian American stories my my primary job. And so to all of you, uh, thank you. I I hope that uh, I had represented you well. And so in my LinkedIn post on Monday, I, I shared a photo of, uh, me in a tapho which is a kind of a korean traditional hanbok that in the uh old days that soldiers used to wear that um military personnel used to wear uh back in our uh historic royal uh, dynasty days and um i'll i'll share with you if you if you will um sort of how that came about um, partially it was cuz uh Uh, It was something that I wanted to wear. Uh, As soon as I got the invite to the White House last Monday, uh, I knew and I had decided immediately that I wanted to uh, celebrate and showcase my proud Korean heritage at the White House. Because why not? Um, I got invited to celebrate us, and so I wanted to do that in a very meaningful way. Um, And so... I called up Laura of Lihua Wedding, which is located in Koreatown. It's a wonderful, wonderful business. They do wedding dresses. They do hanboks and a whole lot of other amazing Korean traditional uh, clothing and gifts. Um, I've gotten to know Laura through the pandemic. Uh, We were able to help her business. Uh, If you remember, we did a promotion, many promotions with the hanbok masks a couple years ago or last year. Um, And so uh, she said, if ever you need a hanbok for Anything I uh, just give her a call, and so, uh, having been married for many, many years to my amazing wife, Kenwa, I knew that I would not need a hanbok for a wedding. However, once I had decided that I wanted to uh wear something traditional to the White House, uh she was my first call um, when I told her uh what I was for, uh she choked up I choked up uh. Because I think we both knew uh, what something like this uh, would mean, not just for me, but um, for so many in the community. And so, uh, as you can tell, I'm getting quite emotional talking about all this. And um, in the interest of time and ease, I'm not going to edit any of this. I'm just going to play this as it is. Um, and so I, I visited the store last week uh with my wife, and um she dressed me in in what you saw on LinkedIn and what you uh will see in photos of what I wore to the White House. Um and it was just a special moment, and I would not have done it any other way. Um and so thank you to Laura, uh her team at Lihua Wedding, uh Estella, who is in law school at Michigan State uh congrats on everything who's getting married this summer as well so congrats on everything um i I hope i did you proud um i also had intended on wearing shoes that were gifted by an asian american uh, shoe company founder named Adam king uh govan luxury shoes and um i just wanted to represent us when i went to the white house and so i i posted about that on linkedin and um it's gone viral. Um, I had, I have had uh, in the past other posts on LinkedIn go viral, and um, it is my favorite platform. And if you haven't connected with me on there, I please do. Um, but fast forward to Tuesday, I'm, I'm at the White House in the Rose Garden just hanging out with friends and just soaking it all in. And I've had multiple people come up to me, uh, just tap me on the shoulder and say, hey, Jerry, uh, saw your LinkedIn post. Um, Just wanted to say thanks for sharing. It it meant a lot to me, um, regardless of what they looked like or or what their perspective was. And um, they just thanked me for doing that and that it was so cool and uh, took pictures with them and um, were able to build some friendships and and relationships from there. And so um, it's been incredible. And uh, on that specific note, I want to encourage all of you uh, to, to have the courage or make the decision to Start sharing your stories publicly, whether it is on LinkedIn, as I do quite often, Instagram, Facebook, uh, TikTok, Snapchat, whatever it might be. Um, now is the time for us to share our stories. Our stories are valid. Each of our unique Asian American stories are valid. There is not a single narrative that paints all of us uh, in one broad stroke. While there only may be 6% of the country or 23 million who identify as Asian in America. Globally we are 4 plus billion strong. We represent 40 plus countries which means we represent a lot more than that in terms of our unique cultures and languages and religions and foods and customs and we're awesome. We're amazing. Um yesterday during all of their remarks, um Vice President Kamala Harris First Lady Dr. Joe Biden and President Joe Biden also spoke of how diverse the Asian American community is um, and why it is so hard sometimes and challenging uh, for that reason to talk about us and to advocate for us. And yet none of it would be possible if we didn't share our stories because it is through these stories that we can find commonality amongst each other, find resonance and relevance to our own lives. And so um, I highly, highly encourage you from the bottom of my heart to share your story, even if it's a personal story. Um, I am in the midst of a four-part series working directly with LinkedIn to share uh, various parts of my Asian American experience. Um, it's been super uh, cathartic for me. It's, it's been therapeutic for me uh, to be able to share these things. Um, just um it's been a ride and so please share uh i do want to shout out some friends and and give you guys at least an audio version of my experience yesterday and again um after this uh, i'll post some pictures online and hopefully you can uh relive the moment with me and uh based on a lot of comments from uh family and friends and and strangers alike um i know that the visit yesterday meant so much more than just me. And so um, off the top again, I, w- I want to thank Howard O. Uh, for the invitation and for being such an amazing host. Um, I was I attended with my two very good friends based in D.C., Elizabeth Kleinrock and Danny Lee. Uh, Liz has been an amazing friend. She is an advocate uh, for all of us. Uh, she is a great school teacher, but also runs the platform Teach and Transform, has a book out called Start Here, Start Now. Is writing more children's books to help um, educate our children in the future about what makes us uniquely amazing and and how we can coexist. Um, She joined me with Danny Lee, uh, chef and owner of some of DC's best Korean and Asian restaurants, uh, Anju being one of them. Mandu, the other, um, and then Chaiko, uh, which is a mix of Chinese and Korean food. Um, Anju, I got to give a shout out to Anju and the team over there, uh, including uh, Angel, James, Phil, Eric, and the rest of the crew there. Um, it's it's amazing. I've, I've only been there a couple of times, and uh, uh, though they were both long nights filled with many laughs and many stories, um, it's, it's uh, a place that oddly feels like home thousand miles away and so um so yeah uh three korean americans uh were invited to the white house and we went uh i wore my tapu i i wore my hanbok um proudly walked it walked in it in the heat in the humidity of washington dc spring um from our hotel to the white house um of course you'd expect this from the white house but the staff from the entry gate to all the Secret Service personnel running security and greeting us, Um, the uniformed uh, personnel uh, greeting us at every corner, Uh, the musicians of the bands that play to welcome us, the service staff, the bartenders, the catering staff, um, just so gladly welcoming us and and to really made me feel that uh they were happy to see me and that we were almost there uh for them which is really really amazing to think about um and so we we got there early and you know um you know that saying uh act like you've been there before well you're not supposed to do that at the white house, (laughs) you know, especially it was my first time. And I I hope it's not my only time, but it was my first time. And so we took all the pictures. Um, we, we took all the pictures, uh, that we could, uh, at every corner. Um, and just, it was just so, so wonderful. Um, we saw so many friends once we got into, uh, the event, the food was amazing. Um, the Rose Garden is more beautiful than real life. Um, one of the big surreal moments was standing in front of, uh, on, on the, the south lawn of the White House, where Air Force or the Marine One helicopter typically lands and you get a straight shot view of the uh, Washington Monument. And um, it was just, just surreal. Um, we saw Dion Lim, dear friend of mine who's, who's been in our podcast. Um, I saw and met uh, Dr. Russell Jung. And Manju Kokarni, who together um, run Stop API Hate, the very, very instrumental uh, nonprofit agency that has done so much research work and advocacy work in um, cataloging a lot of the hate crimes that have happened to us, so that we can uh, use that data uh, to fight for our uh, fight for justice, to fight for advocacy, and all the amazing things that we do. We saw Jen Lee, uh, famed author and proud uh, fellow alumnus of the Bronx High School of Science, um, who I had the chance to meet last Saturday uh, in San Francisco for the Korean American uh, Community Foundation Gala. And um, I was so happy to see her, and she was delighted to see me. I got a chance to uh, catch up with her and how wild it was that two Korean kids from Bronx Science were happily and proudly standing at the White House together. Um, uh we saw Eva Chen, uh, who by day runs fashion at Instagram and by night or also by day writes amazing children's books like I Am Golden uh, so that our children can feel like they are seen in our literature. Uh, we met Elia Park, uh, who, along with her husband, JP, uh, run and own some of the finest Korean restaurants in New York City, uh, namely Atoboy and Atomix. Um, They have another special, special restaurant opening up in Rockefeller Center this summer. Uh, Our big young or big brother in our community, Daniel Day Kim, uh, so gracious um, with his work, so gracious with his time. And um, just a regular guy who has used his ultimate privilege to uh, put it all out there so that he can advocate for our community. Um, Somebody who has also done the same. Uh, michelle kwan yeah that michelle kwan uh was there uh so, so incredible um finally met in real life my friend yuleen new uh who is a, a city councilman from uh, the chinatown district of new york city uh we had become friends over uh our advocacy work together through clubhouse and other places last year and it was such a treat to meet her in real life uh mark Kim. Uh, who is uh, a delegate in the uh, Virginia State Legislature. Um, It was just an amazing uh, festival and almost a reunion of sorts, Um, knowing that we'd all been there, again, for the specific reason that we were doing all of our work in our own unique ways to elevate and to celebrate all of us. Um, But, you know, there was also many, many uh, other reasons to be happy. And, you know, I... Uh, one, one of the things I wasn't successful in, uh, I didn't get a very good picture with the president. There was a, a crowd of people and, you know, you don't mess with the Secret Service. And so you'll see a picture online. It's like half of my face in a selfie with half of President Biden's face. And in the middle is this stoic, serious, don't mess with me look of a Secret Service agent um, whose name I'll never know. Um, but that was also pretty cool. Um but, you know, I, I got to say, it you know, it is cool to be invited to the White House and it is cool to, you know, uh, see the president, the first lady, the vice president, uh, the trade rep and the second gentleman all in person. But um, that was not the highlight. The highlight was the people that I got to meet and to celebrate, know that we were all there for, to celebrate us. And so um, again, to Howard, uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um. Outside of the event, I I had been in, this is my third day in D.C. I landed on uh, Monday um, at about 11.30 p.m. uh, on my birthday, as I mentioned earlier. And, um, you know, spending eight to nine hours in airports and airplanes is not the way that you typically want to spend your birthday. But uh, friends were here in D.C. um, awaiting my arrival so that we can uh, celebrate the last few minutes of my birthday in style. And uh, I just wanted to say thank you uh, and, and shout out some of the friends that I had met Uh, That I met that night. Um, You heard Justin Zhu's episode just a few weeks ago. Uh, He is the executive director of Stand With Asian Americans. uh, Who is uh, supporting our podcast through the next 10 weeks on Tuesdays. As we uh, share a variety of different angles of how we can um, move forward in uh, helping find uh, a community member's justice. And to make sure that none of these things happen again. Um, Always good to see Justin. Uh, it was our first time meeting in person, which was super cool. Another person that I got to meet, I mean, all these people I met for the first time, i thought always feel like they're super great personal friends of mine. Uh, Brian Pang, who does so much friggin' work behind the scenes with Stand With Asian Americans, with Asian Leaders Alliance, uh, just always there to help and uplift. Um, came in all the way from Vancouver, Canada uh, to spend the week with us here. Uh, Eric Toda, who... Uh, you've heard also on the podcast who is doing great things at Facebook to all advocate for us uh, with this new pa- uh, platform, Meta, uh, Prosper, Elevating Asian American Small Businesses. Eric Tu uh, of uh, EST Media or Eastern Standard Time Media was there. Um, Mark Young of Stand With Asians. Uh, Peter Huang and Daryl Kwan uh, came in from San Francisco. Ex- Daryl lives here um, of, of the Leaders Forum. Such wonderful people. Natasha Kwan. Uh, the City Attorney's Office in San Francisco, and uh, Bisham Sicharan as well. Um, We had such a great time connecting and just celebrating us, um, even though the world has told us not to celebrate, even though it's hard to celebrate amidst a lot of the terrible news that we continue to hear. Um, But it was just so nice and so... Um, you know, I, it was such a surreal moment. And if, if you're still listening, um, after what, what seemed like 10 minutes of sharing a whole bunch of names, it's, I, I thank you for, for supporting us in, in our effort to share Asian American stories. I, I thank you for allowing me to come into your life and your ears, um, to everybody who showed, who, um came up to us, uh particular, uh, Lisa Pino, uh, who works at the White House in the Civil Rights Office, um, just the worries that you shared and the encouragement. Um, it was just wonderful. Um, you know, I, I came away with some new friends, with some contacts and some uh, responsibilities, but I did actually come away with a homework assignment for myself uh, from the legendary Eva Chen, uh, who said that I have to write a children's book from the perspective of an Asian American father and that she was going to hold me to it. And so um, we'll get to writing that children's book uh, soon, I hope. Um, What a surreal experience. I I still cannot believe it happened. Um, I'd like to go back. I don't know if that will happen again, but... um, I... Oh, actually, I do want to tell one story before I close. Um, I also met Tim Wang, who is the namesake and the founder of uh, TDW, um, which is an Asian-American ad agency that uh, I've had great fortune of working with here the last um, two years. Um, And, you know, uh, I got super emotional talking to Tim. And I'm getting emotional thinking about it now. Um, In 2019, uh, after having done almost 60 or 70 episodes in 2019, I'm sorry, in in 2020, uh, during the pandemic um, year, um, I had put in a lot of work into this podcast. I had spent a lot of money in editing and making sure that we can um, grow. Uh, We made one check that year in 2020 it was a uh, it was a good check um we did work with the census bureau and if you've been with us a while you know remember the the census conversations that we had um it was a five thousand dollar sponsorship check from tdw for a project with the census and that saved the business because that check came at a time when without it i could not continue to do what I do and so uh, to Henry Hahn um and to Bryce Ikimura who uh is now taking over on our our accounts and ultimately uh and to Gloria and to uh, all of our friends at TWN in particular to Tim um uh, thanks uh without you guys we are not here today and, and without um you guys we would not have had yesterday happen in the way that it did and so um thank you to our community members and the Asian American Ad agencies uh like TDW like my friend Izzy at IW group um Dan Matthews at uh, International Secret Agents uh who support the work that we do uh yes in all the amazing ways but in particular um financially so that we can sustain the business um you know my my closing thoughts as we as I sit here, um, just a couple blocks away from the White House, and I'm trying to make sense of what happened yesterday and how it happened, and then what I wanted to mean for me um, are, are are twofold, um, or maybe threefold. Uh, one, uh, I hope that my family is proud. When I shared the news last week that I had been invited to the white House um in our family cacao talk chat room, uh, My dad said he was proud of me. He specifically said that. He was happy that I found work that made me happy. And he probably knows more about uh my grandparents' experience than I ever will know and two. know that um, 30 years after we decide to pick up our lives in Korea and to move here, that their son uh, was invited to the White House is so damn cool. I also thought a lot about what this means for my kids and my grandkids. They're not old enough to understand the significance of this moment yet. Frankly, there's probably more excited. I bought them new stuffed animals in the gift shop downstairs Um, more than anything, and they want me home. Um, But when they're able to process and understand what this means... um, I hope that they are proud of what I am doing so that maybe, just maybe, that their Asian American existence, their American lives, when they grow up, will be a little bit safer and a little bit less dangerous. Um, And my genuine hope, friends, is I want my kids to grow old and I want the world to be so safe and I want. Asian people in America to walk down the streets, go to church and go to school and do all the things and go to work um, so that it's not a big deal that we do these things. That is my genuine wish that my kids will look at me and they go, Appa, why was it such a big deal for you to do this work? The only way that we can have them say that my friends is for all of us to get loud and stay louder. I don't want Dear Asian Americans to be one of a handful of Asian American podcasts today. I I don't want for me to be one of a very few number of corporate and higher education speakers that can talk about Asian American experiences. I want there to be so many of us So that it just becomes normalized. Yes, it is so, so, so cool and so humbling to be celebrated. But I want more of us. I want the pie to grow. I want us to start this avalanche of storytelling to reclaim our names, our stories, our narratives, our experiences, and to get loud and to stay loud at work, at school, with your friends, with your families. Share your stories so that we can all better understand where we come from and finally and maybe ultimately realize that we're not so different after all. Yes, I understand how terrible the world may seem right now, but my, my genuine belief in my chosen path of work is that storytelling in the long run will bring us together closer than anything else. That's why I do long form interviews on this show. And for those of you who have listened, it's a long tell me about yourself. But it's important for me to know where people come from so that I can understand where they want to go. It is important for me to understand that we're so diverse in how we come to America, whether as immigrants or as adoptees or as refugees or as a whole lot of other experiences. And so I hope that my visiting the white house yesterday in my traditional korean kapo tapo hanbok attire representing diverse americans representing my family and representing all of us will inspire you to share your own story um that's all that would that's all i would ask for you know, we, we look at authors like Eva and Min Jin and people on TV like Dion and Daniel Day Kim, people who win gold medals for America and make us all proud like Michelle Kwan. And I think sometimes we forget that we don't need their platform to do impactful work. So if you're listening to the sound of my voice on your cell phone or wherever you may be, You have all the tools you need. You have the privilege of having technology, of having time, of having the opportunity to tell your stories. I ask you to spend some time this week, spend some time this weekend, whether it is of the written form that you enjoy, whether it is audio like I do here in this podcast, whether it is video and you want to record something for yourself to put on Instagram or YouTube, um, share your story. What makes you happy to be Asian American? What makes you proud? What do you wish was different about our experience? What does your name mean? Uh, What does it mean to be a son, a daughter? Um, And if you have other identities, what makes your intersectionality of your Asian American identity so beautiful? Who's your favorite person that you're inspired by? Friends, there's so many things that we can share. Um, Who do you look up to? Who do you want to be? Uh, There's so many different storylines here that I I would love for all of us to uh, really flood the internet and our own social feeds with our own stories. And if you have friends who are sharing their stories, know that, and we all know how frightening it is to sometimes press publish and to send and to press record. And so I ask you to celebrate our storytellers. I ask you to uh, share their stories, give them a platform, make space for all of it. Um, and we'll celebrate together. And so uh, I, I sit here in Washington, D.C., uh, two days after my 39th birthday, one day after I've had the uh, life-changing honor of being invited to the White House uh, to be celebrated and to celebrate each other as a part of the official Asian American, Native Hawaiian, Pacific Islander Heritage Month celebrations at the White House, and I, I am filled one with emotion, uh, filled with gratitude, uh filled with excitement, and knowing that uh, I built this myself with the support of so many around us, but uh, I built an Asian American storytelling platform that created enough impact to be invited to the White House and so friends. thank you uh thank you so much for listening. Um, holy moly, it's 36 minutes in. Uh, thank you for those of you stuck to the end. Um, I would love to hear from you. Uh, my email is Jerry at You can find me on LinkedIn. You can find me on Instagram. We got an amazing list of guests that are coming on in the f- next few weeks. We're going to get back on track on our Tuesdays with stand with Asian Americans. Um, we're going to do some cool things in the next few weeks here on the podcast and beyond. And so I urge you to stay connected. I ask you to stay connected. I urge you to get loud and to stay louder. Um, and and with nothing but gratitude, uh, I, I sign off. Uh, I'm Jerry Wan. You're here, your host of Dear Aged Americans. Um, get loud and stay louder, friends. Thank you.